0: time for shannon's showbiz Sunday with your host our daddy shannon riley, riley.
1: Hello, hello, and welcome back to Shannon Showbiz Sunday right here on KSEF Digital Radio 75live.com. I'm Shannon Riley, and I'm coming to you every Sunday on the 8th to talk a little bit about the theatrical arts in Northeast Kansas and the wonderful people who make it happen. Hey, if you're new to this show or you have heard it maybe a few times before, please let me know. I'd love to hear from you. You can reach me at Shannon at ShannonJReilly.com. That's Riley is R-E-I-L-L-Y, shannonjriley.com. And also, visit my website, ShannonJReilly.com, and you can see my plays, my short stories, and maybe some short films, and maybe consider doing one of these plays in your theater house. Today, I thought it'd be fun to talk about a program that's coming up for its uh, another performance, and it's the WTCT Players, and it's something, it's one of the many performance companies that's at Topeka Civic Theater, of which there are now five different performance companies at the theater, and this is one of the older ones, and it also features some of our more mature actors, and it is under the very capable direction of Mr. Eddie Sheeran, who's my guest today. Hello, Eddie. Welcome to the show.
0: Thank you, Shannon. I guess I'm one of those mature
1: actors. And- are. Yeah. You are. Like a fine wine. Yes. <laughs> first, let's start with how many years you've been uh, running WTCT. TV. You know, I'm trying to add that up. I'm
0: thinking seven, eight, yeah. something like that.
1: Yeah. It's been quite a while. I think yeah. you actually have run it longer than anyone else. Really? Uh, yeah. Uh, the first director, I think, did a couple of shows. And then uh, I did it for maybe about four years. And then I started having children. So then we brought yeah. in uh, Joanna. And Joanna ran it until she left the theater. But that was only about six years later. So I think actually you are the longest running.
0: That's pretty cool. Well, you know, I started when I was a member of the company Mm -hmm. when you were director. That's right, yeah. And so then I was working with you, and then when Joanna took it over, I was a member there. And then I was fat, dumb, and happy just being a (laughs) member of the company. And, And then when Joanna went away for a while, somebody had to do it, and you asked me, and I said... Okay, so well, yeah. I just thought
1: it was a natural fit because you had so many years of history with the theater uh, and with that company. But a lot of people don't know this. Even though you had a career in the military, you're a decorated war hero, you are actually have a strong
0: theater background. What's your theater background? I do. I, I was uh, really involved in high school. And, uh, and I enjoyed it very much, so when I went to college, I went to a really small school in Arkansas called Henderson State, only like 3,000 students, but they had a really good arts program, and so I became a, a speech uh, major and an English minor, so I was in a lot of plays, even a couple of musicals, although I don't <laughs> sing or dance very well. I, I, enjoyed, I enjoyed it immensely, uh, and I never got much of a chance to do that sort of stuff in the Army other than acting indirectly every day (laughs) all day (laughs) pretending you know what you're doing yeah (laughs) exactly making a few speeches and stuff like that but not, not in any place so that's why I was happy when I came to when I retired and came to Topeka I could get involved with the Civic Theater and kind of start over again
1: sure yeah your very first show was Inherit, Inherit the Wind. Wind yeah you played the preacher I did and, and, and right. soon you became a member of our family you ran the club for multiple years
0: well you got me in that too I mean yeah, yeah I, I keep following your <laughs> leads and it takes me down the road I'm not sure I want to go and so well, there I am and I didn't running. know and I didn't know anything about it I mean yeah. I know a lot about standing on the wrong side of the bar but, uh, but so I became the club manager and that was in March, April of 2003 um, and so it, it, not only did I work here then it's, it was part time but it was it was a lot more than part time really mm-hmm. and I could still keep my hand in acting here and there that's right, yeah. so I, I've been in some shows that's when I, could, I heard about radio players and, and, and asked could I join that and I was old enough already. I met yeah. that I met that gateway so I've just enjoyed the heck out
1: of it. Let's talk about WTCT players okay. and where you get the material and so forth because again these are radio plays of the 30s, 40s, and 50s. They're all in public domain which is nice. It yeah. also gives actors an opportunity who are maybe have difficulty memorizing lines anymore or might have difficulty even being yeah. ambulatory. Yeah. It gives them a chance to keep performing. So tell me about the company first. What's your company like now?
0: Well there are about 15 or 16 of us men and women about equal numbers maybe a little bit heavy on men right now
1: and but the radio plays are pretty heavy on men too
0: and that unfortunately that's, that's true because back in the 30s and 40s
1: that's what, yeah. uh,
0: men men were dominant in radio right. and so many of the plays uh, although they may have uh, many of the scripts although they may have roles for women you don't often find them where they are leading roles right. except in some of the adaptations of big movies of the day where there would be a man and woman, you know, and, and Or an old sitcom like Armist y- Brooks, yeah, or, uh, or Baby e- Snooks. exactly. Uh, uh, Firdman McGee and Molly. Yeah. Things like that. So the 16 of us or so, uh, once a year we have auditions because we have to try to grow the company because, mm-hmm. you know, people get old and... Well, they move uh, on. Move and move on, yeah. And people join us and come and go. We rehearse at nighttime, sometimes in the daytime, depending on if, if some people still have a job and their ability to get off. Sure. And we use the scripts, original scripts, from those early years of radio, some of even which grew into short-lived TV programs mm-hmm. in the 50s, and present them in a reader's theater setting where we sit on stools, some might stand, uh, we have music stands to hold the scripts, Uh, So there's no movement on stage or very little movement on stage. We also support it with live sound effects on stage as well as some recorded sound effects and music to uh, supplement the show, the performance. Sure.
1: Yeah, a lot of people don't know this, and I I didn't know this until I started running the company myself, that really there weren't any all live effects uh, radio shows. So that Even from the infancy of the radio shows, they used taped effects because they couldn't get a car engine up into a studio. Right, right. They couldn't get uh, a train into that studio. So they used recorded effects even back in the day. But an awful lot of the effects you use are created live, from people walking upstairs and um, yeah. doorknobs opening. and
0: Exactly. And you have to be creative in trying to... to create these sound effects. So, for example, if we do a Western, we've we've done Gunsmoke, for example, and and some others, or just to show that might have a a horse or mule. Then we take half coconut shells and uh, do the clippity-clop with the (laughs) coconut shells to create the sound of the of the horse's hooves. Uh, so little things like that to to help create the sound that's live as opposed to a recorded effect. Sure. Is it the same person who does all of those live effects or do you rotate it around? Right now, it, it has been the same person, but right now, in order to create some depth, we are backing it up with so, with other people so that more people can do the live sound effects, mm-hmm. more people can run the sound board where we do the recorded music and sound effects, uh, things like that. So, Well,
1: that. I tell you, I, from the company loves what they're doing. They love being able to do these shows, and they, they seem to have a blast while they're doing that, it.
0: That is exactly right, Shannon. It it, it it is a way for all of us, the 15 or 16 of us, to still keep our interest up in in the arts in Topeka City Theater and have fun performing together. And so, let's say on a Sunday, we do our performances on Sunday afternoon at 2 o'clock here at the theater. But let's say we only have 40 people attending. Okay, now that doesn't sound like a lot. And it's not a lot in the grand scheme of things of of who comes to Topeka Sig Theater because mm-hmm. on the main stage we, we seat 282 people, right? Uh, and the old Father Theater where we perform seats 150, right? Well, we don't have 150. Be nice if we did, but yeah. we don't. But having said that, it it doesn't take away from what we're doing because we're doing it not just for the audience who comes to see us. But we're doing it for ourselves. Absolutely, too, you know. You know, it is an
1: investment that the theater is making in the people who have been around for years that can stay connected, can still have that creative outlet, uh, even if performing on stage may be beyond them now.
0: Yeah, see, that is the beautiful thing about the theater because if you put it right down to to nickels and dimes, we're we're not. We're not pulling our weight here mm-hmm. you know and the theater as everybody knows is a not-for-profit outfit and 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 the theater doesn't make everything it needs just off of ticket sales and people come see the shows we have to have benefactors and donations and fundraising and grants absolutely and all those sorts of things to help us stay afloat so so if you took the radio players Number of people who come to see us, and and multiply times the measly six dollars ticket, you know, uh, and what we little money we have to spend uh, to support ourselves, we, we're not a we we, we we probably would have been thrown out a long time ago. But the, but the goodness of the theater, as you see, is is, is that word you use while I go the investment. They are investing in us, not because of what. Bring to the theater nickels and dimes, but because of the fact that we are still part of the theater community and it's a place to let us mature people still be a part of the theater life.
1: But I also, I don't, even though it may not be the most well-attended event at the theater. Yeah. i got to say that the people who do attend have a really magnificent time. And and if you give it a shot, you really will enjoy it. I used to joke it's the only show at TCT where we don't want you to watch it. Yeah. We want you to come in, sit down, close your eyes, yeah. and let us take you back to a simpler time and to some of these really wonderful older scripts. And it's so eclectic. You do comedies, you do dramas, you do mysteries. We've done a couple of spooky stuff around Halloween. Either. We have, we have,
0: yeah. And, and and sometimes we do we do try to theme it a little bit like the show we're doing here and and the, on the twenty fourth of March since it's near Easter we're going to do a baby Snooks and Daddy short episode called Easter Suit and Daddy wants to go down and get a new suit and so he's having an argument with baby Snooks who was Fanny Bryce of the thirties right. and forties and and it's it's a short. 10 minute show but it's it's really funny and uh, it's themed a little bit around Easter and that's kind of okay but sometimes like you say around Hall- uh, Halloween we'll do a scary show and the 30s and 40s were full of radio oh, were they ever yeah yeah I mean from War of the Worlds which right. wasn't meant to be real scary and some but some people did. thought it yeah. was a real real <laughs> thing happening when they when they did it to to uh, all kinds of other ones but they tried really hard to produce shows that were full of horror and, and would make you sit around the uh, on the skids and, and family sitting around on the floor on a Saturday sure. night or Sunday night listening to a, a scary 30-minute show uh, like Inner Sanctum Mysteries and, and some of those others that, that really, really were fun things to listen to even though they were scary. Absolutely. We did this show called... Uh, Westward the Women I think was the name of the title I can't remember but it was about a bunch of women on a wagon train going out west to Oregon and California to marry these rich miners and so uh, we needed some, <laughs> some, some wagon sound effects from the 1830's and 40's so you, and you found it, too. We found it. We yeah. found it eventually, yeah. It's sometimes quite quite a stretch. But it's
1: really, it's cool. It's a, it's exciting that we're able to do this program. And you've had people in it who are members of our Hall of Fame, yeah. as well as brand new people who've never performed, like Judy Ayers, never performed before, and now she's finding a second life in doing that. That's exactly and so right. so that is really a neat thing to say. That is
0: exactly right. It, and, and, and they are so happy about being members of the company that even if we do a show where they only have a few lines, you know, one little roll or two, that, that's okay you know yeah. and we try to spread it around a little bit so I might say to Judy okay Judy in this show you're going to be the star of the show oh man that's great Judy. Yeah. In the next show maybe she's got three or four little lines where she's just got it but it doesn't matter to her because right. she's, she's a part of it still you know yeah it is super hey we're
1: talking with Eddie Sharon, who is the director of TCT's WTCT Players it's our Radio Players Reader's Theater program you got to check it out the next show is March 24th here at the theater we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to talk some more with Eddie and play a couple of games. You're listening to Shannon's Showbiz Sunday right here on KSEF Digital Radio 75 Live. We'll be right back. Marco. Polo? Marco. Polo? Marco. Polo. Anyway. To find all the ways to listen to us, go to 785live.com. We're back to Shannon Shelby Shunday right here on KSEF Digital Radio, 75live.com. I'm Shannon Riley, speaking today with Eddie Sheeran, the director of the WTCT Players. That's our Reader's Theater player at Topeka Civic Theater that focuses on the radio plays of the 30s, 40s, 50s, and even 60s, I think you've had. Yeah, even
0: a little bit. Huh? Yeah. Where do you get the scripts? How do you find them? Well, they're not hard, and they are hard, so to speak. Yes. Uh, many of the programs are, are still available to listen to. Uh, in a recorded format. But they're not all available in scripts. Right. So one way you can do it is listen to them and transcribe it. Now, I've tried that, but it is laborious. It is laborious. Tedious. I did that, that many. Oh, yeah. I did a yeah. lot Yeah. Of that. And so you, know, you just have to listen and type and listen and type and you can't ever get it exactly right. And mm-hmm. So I try to stay away from that if I can. Now, luckily, I inherited a lot of those transcribed scripts typed on paper from you and from Joanna Lashley who preceded me. So I've got like four or five three ring binders full of those that I've sometimes gone back and we've redone. But I've also through a lot of stuff I inherited from you and Joanna and through just Diligent work that I've done since is I've found several places where you can go online and look at the scripts themselves. There's one called Old Time Radio yes, Scripts. I
1: remember that. For example,
0: yeah, and so you can go look at there, look look at them and read the scripts. And some of them from the 30s and early 40s. Are very hard to figure out because they were typed as you can you know back then no computers and yeah. they were typed and then mimeographed and so yeah. uh, and there might be handwritten notes scribbled in and stuff like and that. and they didn't think it was important to save them yeah, exactly. so the fact like, that
1: some even survived is amazing
0: oh, oh it's very amazing yeah uh, and and sometimes you'll get on one and it will say this is the script that Agnes Moorehead used mm-hmm. in 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 the play for example and it's got little handwritten notes that she put in there or, wow. or the director put in there and that's that's really cool so so I mostly I, I find them from these online sites and then and so when I'm searching for scripts it takes a while because first of all I try to find one that will suit the number of people that are in the company at this time and who are available for the performance and there's like four men and five women and so some of them only have three men and some of them have two women and six men and you know so you, you gotta find one that will Adapt, accommodate your group. Accommodate the group that you've got. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Uh, and even when you do, you got to also think about what is the capability of this person. So, for example, you, Shannon, I know you could do six different roles in a play,
1: <laughs> all right? You I don't know be, if you want to see yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. But you <laughs> could be
0: a, a boy of 14, a man of 22, a, a mature guy of 50, an old guy of 76. You might even could play a woman.
1: Okay. I, I I am so lucky. Yeah, to exactly, couch. exactly.
0: <laughs> Just remember, people can hear you with their eyes closed, and that's okay. So it takes a while once you get on the site and you start reading the scripts. Some you can eliminate pretty quickly, and then some you got to read the whole thing to decide that you're going to do it. Yeah. Then when you do, then you got to go back and you got to decide. Okay. Is Dave gonna play this guy or Don, and yeah. how was that match up? And it's so. And then you're matching up because you do two or three shows a uh, yes. Sunday, so you yes. want to
1: make sure it's evenly spread out among the actors in terms of it, lead roles and minor it, roles. Exactly
0: and, right. No one wants to just forever be, you know, the two, guy in the two back. lines yeah. every show. Exactly. So, so on this March 24th show, for example, we're gonna do two trips. We'll start at 2 o'clock on Sunday afternoon, and it'll take us about an hour to do these, maybe an hour and ten minutes to do these two scripts. What are you doing? First one we're going to do is a show from 1940, 41 I think it is it's called Good Sam it's from adap- it's an adaptation from a movie of the 1940s uh, and this adaptation stars Gary Cooper and Ginger Rogers and it's in Good Sam is a guy who is a good Samaritan and helps everybody out to the chagrin of his wife and it's a really good good. it's kind of a love story but it's a comedy at the same time
1: oh well how excellent that sounds fun and it
0: that's fun I'll tell you the second we're going to do is the one I talked about earlier Baby Snooks and Daddy yeah. on the Easter East Soup now that's only got two roles it's got three there's one where this guy John is in the beginning but it's only like a, got five lines Yeah. and then they're going to be there's Baby Snooks and there's Daddy and it's only like uh, it's only like a ten minute show
1: so you know, I found that when I was transcribing the scripts, it just took, you know, it took forever. Yeah. But at the same time, it was kind of thrilling to re-experience some of these theater. Like, for instance, you did a show that you've routinely taken into the schools. Uh, sorry, wrong number. And school kids have yeah. heard it. Is that right? That's the one I talked about a yeah. while ago with the Agnes Moorhead script. How yeah. do kids, little kids, react to that? kids who would have no idea of radio plays. Well, they like it a lot.
0: First of all, it's at Washburn Rural Middle School, so these are 7th, 8th grade students. In fact, I remember your son was yes. there. He, he, he loved it. He yeah. came home and he couldn't so, stop talking about it. So one of the teachers who runs the program that where they study things like that heard about us, came to see us, I think, or heard about us several years back. And so we agreed to go out and perform. And so we've taken that show out there for like six years now or five years or something like that. And over the span of four or five days, perform it five or six times each day. Wow. For three or four days, yeah. Wow. And so uh, the cast goes out there, and they start at like seven thirty in the morning, and they quit at like two thirty in the afternoon. The school brings in lunch for them; they feed them, and so it's a thirty-minute show. In comes a class. Uh, they talk about it a little bit, they introduce it, then they do it, then they have a question and answer session afterwards where the kids get to ask questions or we ask questions of the kids and because and, it's an educational thing uh, and it's it's really good for them. And, and, Sounds and, and great. And it's kind of cool because, because we also carry the recorded sound effects and music and live sound effects and in the end, during the the closing scene, When this murder takes place, this big train rumbles through uh, the borough of New York City and the woman playing the lead, uh, Dee Butterfield, who's done it for us for a number of years now, lets out this uh, huge scream as the train rumbles by. With a very loud music coming out of the stereo system, and the kids jump out of their seats and <laughs> it scares the heck out of them, and so it's 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 but but it's it's really fun to do for them, and and it's kind of neat for us, because it's an audience that we don't normally have
1: exactly exactly, and and that's what's so captivating. We forget we're we're so used to that visual input that people would sit at home on the floor, as you said, or in a couch right next to the radio, yeah. close their eyes yeah. and be taken someplace. And the, the pictures that were happening in their minds were far more yeah, vibrant yeah, yeah. than what could have been created. All right, well, speaking of fun, okay. I want to play a game. All right. Uh, and this is a game introduced by my daughter, Bibi.
0: And now it's time to play I Cannot Believe That Happened.
1: We've all had those moments on stage where something just went wrong. Yeah, right. And maybe at the time it wasn't funny, but now looking back years later, we can finally laugh at it. What is your favorite, I can't believe that happened moment from a live performance?
0: It's a long time ago when Joanna was the director and I was just a member of the troupe. And we had this man who was a part of our show and his name was David and I won't tell you his last name but anyway the way, the way we were doing it at the time frame we were all sitting in these chairs at the uh, at the back of the stage of uh, stage and when it was your turn you would walk up to the microphone and perform and so our very first show we all go on stage we're sitting in the chairs and up gets the lady who's going to announce it and she says and now The Fibber McGee and Molly Show. And this guy's supposed to get up from his chair and go forward and start us off. And he just sits there. (laughs) And we're all looking over at him, and she says a little louder, And now, the Fibber McGee and Molly Show. And he just sits there. And we all start poking each other down in the ribs, and, and, you know. And finally she hollers very loudly, and now... The Fever McGee and Molly Show. And he finally gets the elbow in the ribs and up he gets out of his chair and ambles forward and he says, can we start all over again? <laughs> 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 so we all... So we did. We, we did. Yeah, yeah. It's live theater. Yeah, exactly. And the audience just applauded and laughed. And we had a good time. It was fun.
1: Yeah. Oh, I love that. It's those silly things that happen on stage that at the time you just can't breathe and yeah, you're exactly. nervous about what's going to happen next. Exactly. But in the end, it's it adds to that mystique of the theater. All right, I'm gonna play one other game with you. Okay. This is not to catch you off guard. Oh, My sorry. son introduces this.
0: And now it's time to play ten and twenty.
1: I'm gonna ask you 10 questions, and I'm gonna time you, cause it has to, your answers have to end in 20 seconds. And we're gonna see how many questions you can answer. Now it's not trick questions, it's a way to get to know you better. They're all about Eddie. So you okay. can even lie for that matter. Yeah, for you can okay. do whatever you want. All right. But the timer won't start until I ask the first question, and then I'll have 20 questions. Now, our best score so far, has been seven. Megan Bishop got all the way to seven.
0: Yeah, she's, she's a lot smarter and quicker than I am.
1: Oh, our least successful was Patsy Patterson, who got one because she couldn't stop talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, kidding. no pressure here all right, whatsoever, all right? Yeah. This is 10 in 20, and here it goes. <laughs> What's your favorite breakfast? Uh, nothing. Vacation, beach or mountains? Oh, mountains. Favorite role you've ever played? Uh, Big Daddy. Dream role you want to play one day? Uh, forceless Favorite play you've ever read? Uh,
0: I don't know, I have one.
1: Childhood pet? What? What, what was read? your childhood oh. pet? Eight times. Well, that was pretty good, man. He got to six. Great. Even though you passed on one. Yeah, I did. I did But that's fine. That's great. Yeah, it's just a fun way to get to know you a little bit better and
0: also yeah, like the mood.
1: Yeah, I don't either.
0: I coffee.
1: It's supposed to be the most important know, meal of the day. I, now I, if,
0: you, if you wait till like 10 o'clock, 10.30 in the morning, I can eat like something. Yeah, that,
1: that's exactly right for me, too. My son has to eat the moment he wakes up. My
0: daughter, she can eat till well, noon. Johnny wants breakfast every morning. Yeah. Uh, well, Eddie, I really appreciate you coming on. Did you have a good time? I had a good time, Sean. I, I appreciate the chance to talk about something i really love and that's the radio players well
1: i think you're doing an amazing job with it the theater really believes in it and we're proud that it's a part of our programming it's not about the money it's about the memories and it's about the experience and uh, that's what's most important to us
0: well and and but people need to know that the company individually and collectively appreciates the theater and, and and the investment in us and and the fact that we're giving something back while also gaining a lot from it ourselves. Uh, Yes. Pretty
1: cool. All right, so don't miss the next WTCT Players show. It's March 24th. Uh, They're going to do two radio programs and you're going to really enjoy it. It's a Sunday. It's in the afternoon. It's a 2 o'clock performance and lasts about an hour, hour, 10 minutes. Only $6 and a great, great time. So, thank you, Eddie. Thank you for tuning in. Once again, I'm Shannon from ShannonJReilly.com here on KSEF. Thank you to Carice and everybody at KSEF for letting me Come on, and until we meet again, keep it barred to the bone. Bye-bye.